The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. You, I mean, you'll, you'll be fine. Mumbler. I'm a mumbler, so yeah, I mumble a lot. I would not expect that based on your act. People tell me they can't understand me constantly. Really? All day. People are just pretending to hear me all day long. I can see in their face. I think I put a thing on Facebook the other day with this lady. It was like, um, she's like, oh, I haven't seen this juice lady. I get juice from her. She's like, oh, I haven't seen you around here in a while. I was like, yeah, well, my dog's died, so I don't come over here too much. She's like, ah, that's great. Was, you did not hear me, lady. <laughs> just be honest. Uh, wow. that's. Do you think it's partially because you have a bit of an accent? I don't know. I've been told I have an accent. I think my tongue is too big for my mouth. <laughs> and I uh, i don't know. My dad mumbles. My brother mumbles. The whole family mumbles. We're just mush-mouthed Polacks. And uh, I don't know why. I am from a place where there weren't a lot of Polish people. So when people say Polacks, like... I think of this actor, I think his name's like Sidney Pollock. I always think of him first before like, oh, this entire group of people. Uh, yeah, entire group of people. Well, it is a slur, so uh, it's fine. But yeah, Pollock is a slur. It's pole is the pole is the what you're supposed to call him. Okay. Yeah, Pollock is the is the epithet, the racial epithet. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's about Polish people. Have you been to Greenpoint? Uh, I walked through it to get here. I love it. Everyone's Polish. Everyone's just got like big puffy faces. It's just like drunk old men. I don't know why. I love it. The food is great. I love Polish food. Just like a very simple people. <laughs> They're hilarious. What is like, I don't, again, I was not raised around any yeah, yeah. Poles. Uh, what is the food, like, what is the what is the cuisine of Poland? Uh, it's a lot of, like, kielbasa, of course, uh, like, a lot of stews, like, meaty stews. Pierogies are the best part. Those are, like, little pockets of, uh, I'm sure you've had them, usually, like, sauerkraut. Um, my aunt makes those only for Christmas. Apparently, they're very hard to make. Okay. So, uh, a lot of, like, sauerkrauts and just pickled things, shit like that. Right. Yeah, it's pretty red. So, you want to tell the listeners where we are? Oh, hi, this is, uh, we're in Skinny Dennis, this is my favorite bar in Williamsburg, uh, it's a lot of fun, it's like, it's, it's reminiscent of an old, like, honky-tonk bar, I've got, like, a lot of weird shit on the wall, they play, like, country music, which, uh, it's weird, I never liked country music growing up, and I used to have to go to places like this to, like, meet my mom after soccer practice, after work, and I didn't ever in the thought I'd have such fond memories and want to come back to it, but, uh, I love it, I love it. All right, so I guess I should have done this up top. Uh, hey, guys, this is Person About Town, and today we have a guest that I'm super excited about. So uh, he's going to say what his name is. He already told you where we are. Hi, I'm Casey James Slinger. What a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so what do you what do you do around town? So around town, this is where I, so I walk dogs during the day because, you know, comedy and always paying the bills. And uh, so this is, I just walk around here a lot, and uh, this is one of my favorite areas, uh, right by the water. This is like, you know, Williamsburg, a lot of people talk shit about Williamsburg because it used to be cool, and now it's very, like, corporate, but there's still pockets of it that are really cool, and people talk shit about hipsters a lot, which, they could be annoying, but they like cool stuff, they like fun stuff. They so, make this stuff cooler. Yeah, they make this stuff cooler. So, um, there's, like, a cool movie theater next door, Nighthawk, another one of my favorite places. It's, like, a very small theater, you can get food and drink in there. So, I just love this whole goddamn area. Yeah. So where are you from where you were waiting for your mom after soccer practice near Bar? <laughs> this is upstate New York. This is upstate New York. Uh, this is in Middleburg, New York, which is in, like, the Catskills. And there's one bar in town called Kelly's. So after soccer practice, 
Yeah, it's a town bar. So I would go there, and uh, she'd just be hanging out with all the locals. Uh, and then we just go home. It was a real treat. Yeah. And this, are there, like, people who remind you of, like, people you would see there here? Well, the thing about it is, like, this is, I tried to not remember. This is, this is like a replicant of that. Like, this is not the real deal. This is, like, there are people who could be like that, but they need to be, like, older, dirtier, more hopeless. You know what I mean? There's very few bars in New York City. There's just one on 2nd Avenue in Manhattan called the Blarney Stone that I really love, too, because you're right in the middle of, like, booming Manhattan, and then you walk in. And it's like the dingiest, dirtiest place. There's like old men passed out in the bar. And I don't know why, I just love this shit. I, uh, I just love like a weird like bar culture with like sad old people that are like dirty and have a real story. And it really, I don't know, it really excites me. Do you see yourself turning into one of those people at some <laughs> Possibly. I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, it does seem sad, uh, but it is cool. I don't know. I just like, I like hanging out in bars in general, even if I wasn't drinking. It's just kind of fun. People are here to have fun and just talk with each other. And uh, you don't really have to do much. I don't like doing things very much. I'm very not active. Uh, so just sitting and talking is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. What are these things that you, like, when you say non-active, I don't know, I feel like someone who does comedy, like, goes out all the time and isn't around people. So what are these active things that you're, like, not doing? Well, yeah, that stuff exhausts me all the time. So uh, I'm constantly exhausted. I just don't, like, people are like, oh, let's play football Saturday morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Is what are you talking about? No, I don't want to play football on Saturday morning. I want to rest. I like to stay in bed as much as I can. I don't, I just... I don't like doing many activities. I don't have a lot of hobbies. I do work, comedy. Uh, I watch wrestling, and I go to bars. And these are my the things I like to do. As a kid, were you into wrestling? Oh yeah, I, since I was a tiny, I was obsessed. You're, you are wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt at this moment. Yeah, I am, and it's, um, it's, I feel almost like a fraud because I wasn't a huge fan of his when I was younger. Because uh -huh. my favorite guy was the Undertaker. I don't know if you know anything about wrestling. He's, you mentioned it in a set, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a big zombie guy. He's, uh, he's great. Uh, and he would, like, get beat by Stone Cold Steve Austin. He would get beat by The Rock. So I hated everyone that beat him all the time. Uh, but now that I'm older, I love uh, Stone Cold The Rock. They're great. What a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you didn't like The Rock, I feel like that's pretty un-American. I didn't like him when I was younger because I was like, he's so cocky. But I, was, I didn't realize how good he was. It's like... Uh, those, that was, like, a, the best time in wrestling, possibly. So you really take it for granted. And now, like, seeing nobody can even touch The Rock, skills, his charisma on the mics, Austin, too. So it's like, you know, we didn't really realize what we had, how good we had it. Who are some of the people? Like, I've seen John Cena, but outside of John Cena, I don't know any of the other. Do you call them characters, wrestlers? What are, what are, what are they called? We call them wrestlers. Okay. They call them sports entertainers. Okay. Uh, they've got, like, a very cor corporate thing in uh, WWE, but uh, we call them wrestlers. John Cena's been the top guy for about 10, 15 years now. Yeah, it's pretty wild. He's had a longer run than, like, Hogan or Austin at the top, so he's been uh, he's been around a long time. He's kind of he's kind of dwindling down his career because he's... Uh, Getting more into movies and shit like that. He's been hosting SNL. He's doing he's doing a great job. He's very charismatic. Uh, so the, the, there's a big thing right now. They're just trying to groom younger guys to perk up, uh, and but nobody's really taking the reins too much. Speaking of reins, so there's this guy Roman Reigns. They're trying to push as the next like John Cena, but nobody likes him. <laughs> everyone hates him. Why does everyone hate him? Well, it's a weird thing with rest. It's like a it's kind of a hipster mentality thing where if you push someone too hard, like if they if the fans can tell that yeah. they really want you to like this guy, it's the same thing happened to John Cena. 
the people hate hate them because they can tell what exactly what you're doing. It's like a, the fans have to feel like it's their choice to like the person. It's a very weird inception type thing. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's gonna work out for Roman, but he's a great athlete, good kid, good looking kid. Yeah. Did you ever consider like wrestling? Oh, so much. That's all I thought about when I was younger. Um, that's all I wanted to do. I used to research schools when I was younger. When I was about 17, there was one in the town over for me. But I was like a very late bloomer, so I was like five foot seven. I was like very pudgy. Uh, had like no athletic ability whatsoever. So I just got into. I got into comedy partially because I was like, oh, I can do the talking part still. Uh, yeah. So that's if you've seen my comedy, a lot of it is like cutting a promo in wrestling. There's a lot of yelling, a lot of pageantry. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I still like wonder if I made the right decision if I should have tried to become a wrestler. Yeah. So wait, how did you get into comedy? How, like, how old were you? What was the story? So it's, I'm 30 now. Like, I don't know, I was 24. So I was in college. I was studying acting. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Not exactly. Acting so hard. I don't know how young people act. Like, I didn't know how to be comfortable as a person in the world myself. I don't know how I was supposed to be pretending to be someone else. Yeah. Like, I'm finally getting better at it now because I'm, like, comfortable with myself yeah. as a 30-year-old. But um, I was like, this isn't exactly what I like. And then I started, me and my buddy got, uh, we got hired to host this dance show. So there's this big dance show. It's like the biggest event on campus. It's called Terps. Uh, this is in SUNY Oneana, upstate New York. And me and my buddy just, like, wrote a little routine and uh, auditioned to be the host. We got it. And we wrote all these skits. We worked really hard, and like it went great. People loved it. We had like people's dads come up being like, "Man, I usually fucking hate these dance recitals, but you guys made it great." And we were like little like campus celebrities. It was great. It was the best time of my life. Uh, so he was actually supposed to move down here with me to like we we're gonna be like a comedy team and do a bunch of stuff. But he like got he didn't want to at the end, so I had to come alone. And I tried stand up one time in my college town. There was this little hot dog restaurant shop where they're like, uh, open my uh, comedians wanted. So I just signed up. And my first time, I did 25 minutes. Just wrote down everything I'd ever thought in my life. Uh, I've got a tape of it. It's, I think I'm doing great. And I'm, I suck so much. Uh, and then I was like, that's it. I'm going to move to New York and uh, be a stand up. So the first week I moved here, April of. Six years ago, uh, I just went to an open mic at the pit and been doing that ever since. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would you ever move away from New York? I mean, if I would, if I for work, I guess I'd, if I got hired in LA. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't want to though. I like here's the thing: I love and hate this city at the same time because I'm like constantly tense and angry all the time. But it's also there's just always something cool going on, yeah. and there's just I'm a walk away from one of the most exciting things ever happening right. so I go to some place like I visited Denver a couple months ago and goddamn, it was beautiful uh, it was just very quaint and like peaceful and everyone seemed happy and I was like wow this is nice well they have legalized weed there so. yeah, yeah everyone was high as hell yeah. it was awesome it was awesome uh, and I was like I could live here but I don't know you know if you're doing comedy you really gotta be in like the thick of it like New York is the best place for stand up right. uh, LA if you're like acting doing other stuff so yeah, I'd move to LA if I had. Okay. Yeah. So you do tour, uh, or I don't, you travel for comedy. Uh, what is your favorite place that you've traveled to for comedy? 
I don't know. It might be Denver. I really, I love the whole, we stayed there a week, me and my buddy Scotland Green, and uh, we just, every day, we just, like, wander out and just walk all day, and everywhere. there's so much cool stuff. The crowds were also happy to, like, see us, which is, you know, if you've ever been to a comedy show in New York, is unusual. <laughs> in New York, they're like, fucking prove it. You better be funny, asshole. Like, you got to win people over, I feel like. And uh, out there, you didn't have to, so... I love that Atlanta was a lot of fun. I went to this one place, Lawrence, Kansas. That was my first comedy festival, and it was just like a fun little college town. In the middle of this, like, you know, conservative state, it was like this one little blue area, this little college town, and everything was so fun, and uh, everyone was so nice. So, I don't know, I love I love uh, traveling for comedy. It's great. So, then what's the worst place you've gone to for comedy? Oh, what is the worst place? I don't know. Hmm... I've done like little road trips like to upstate New York that weren't great. I'd say I did one festival in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. And it was fine. I've always wanted to go to Tennessee for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. And it was very small. We drove all the way there. It was like a 14 hour drive. And the shows just weren't great. And then it like happened so fast. And uh, it felt like a real waste of time and a real waste of money. But it was it's probably a great place. I don't know. I can't think of any place I really like. Hated. I just like exploring new places. I have kind of like an addiction to um, novelty. I've found. Like I need to. That's why I like New York so much. Cause I can't. I can't like go back to places I used to live. I moved around a lot, and it just like depresses the shit out of me for some reason. So it's like I constantly need to be moving forward, or else I feel like I'm gonna lose it. Uh, so that's why I just like going anywhere new. Yeah. So traveling-wise, outside of comedy, where would you like to go? Like a new place. I don't know. So play. See, I only think of it in terms of comedy because it's like I want to go to Austin really bad because I've heard great things and because of the comedy. New Orleans, I'm planning a trip for next year. I'm very excited about that. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. Um, this is all places in the United States. I've never been out of the. I've been to Canada once, uh, Montreal. That was pretty. That was a very beautiful place. Um, I don't know. Spain. How about that? Italy. People Is that like good? People like those places? Yeah. Italy. I think Italy. I'd like to go to Italy. Yeah. What, what strikes you about Italy? I don't know. It just seems weird. Uh, it just seems like I don't know much about it. I just see pictures of like weird men in the street just like yelling at each other. I imagine there's a lot of pasta. Everyone's drinking wine. My sister went. She said it was a, a wonderful time. I just like eating and drinking. These are the things I like. So if there's a culture that that's all they like to do, I'm in. I'm that's in. so many cultures. It's all it's mostly cultures. I'm not one of these active. I don't know what an active culture is. What the Swiss? Are they active? Sure, they got mountains. Yeah, no, forget that. I don't want to climb. <laughs> I don't want to climb. I just want to sit and eat spaghetti and drink wine. Yeah, that's my drink. Do you like wine or beer? I, I prefer beer. I like wine. My sister is an award-winning winemaker in California. Yeah, so um, I go when I, I would go out there with her. I help her make the wine, and she teaches me stuff about it. Uh, but I don't have the great, you know, palate for it. It all tastes the same. Uh, but beer, I really love beer. It's great. It's really. Great. You've got a good beer palate. I think so. I like good beer. I like, um, yeah, I'd say beer is my my drink of choice, and I, I like a nice beer. I, I like a... What's a nice beer? Like a um, Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Have you ever had that? I like that. I can't drink beer. Can't drink beer? Why can't you drink beer? I, uh, I had this weird thing where I can't drink anything with carbonation. It ruins my insides. It's really bad. Jeez Louise, that's horrible. I'm sorry. I live with it. Do you drink? 
yeah, I drink a lot of wine. I drink a lot of wine. That's great. That's great. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I can't drink most liquors or else I like, break out in hives. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like Did, Scientifically, why? Do you know? Well, this is the thing that happens. I don't know if this is just because I have Medicaid and they don't give a shit or what, but I went to the doctor and I was like, yeah, I break out in hives when I drink like vodka or gin or... Uh, rum, and she's like, well, just don't drink them. And I'm like, well, no, in fact, that's not why I came here. I was looking for some answers, but nobody, I don't know why. I can drink whiskey and tequila fine. I don't know what it is. I got very sensitive skin. I don't understand it. Nobody's been able to explain it. I don't know. If any of you listeners have any ideas, look me up and please let me know. I, I do have some doctors. Really? Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. You might. You might. Uh, yeah. I'd like to drink vodka because it's the one that keeps you skinny, right? Is it? I think so. I'm plumping up a bit. I can't be drinking beer all the time. I'm getting older. You are getting older. Thank you for You're saying that. I'm also getting older. Time is passing. But you said it like specifically. You <laughs> You're aging. We can tell. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So I got to not drink so much beer probably. Yeah. So wait, can you plug your sister's wine uh, winery? Just whatever. Yeah. Bury us a gap. It's called B A. No, B-E-R-R-Y-S-A-G-A-P. Barry S. Agap. Her name's Nicole Slingo. She's doing great things. Nice. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Right. Yeah. Wait, why did you... She has one name. Why did you go with the two? All right. So, <laughs> I actually just ri- tried writing a joke about this that bombed. I, um, when I was younger, remember those tests you take online? I don't know if you did this. It was like, how, like, cool are you? How, like... <laughs> I'll just show like that. There's one called How Elegant Are You? Okay. And the one was, uh, the first question was, do you use your middle name? And I was like, no, but I'm going to start. Uh, and I don't. I just wanted to be an elegant little boy. So I started using James. I don't know why. So I started in like middle school. And it's actually like worse for me in show business. How so? Well, there's no, there's no Casey Salengo. It's not like you got to remember that. But there are a million Casey Jameses. There's like a guy from American Idol who's always going to have be above me on YouTube searches and shit, no matter what I do. Um, and just, like, three names. People think you're an asshole. People, like, make assumptions about you. You're like, fuck this guy. I mean, my name is, like, bigger on all, like, comedy posters. So people are like, fuck this guy. Which is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, but people think I'm a real dick. There's something about three names that people really, it pisses people off. I don't know why. It's not just the three names, because it was like Will Clark Duke or something like, if it was like super short names, that's a horrible, I wouldn't want to talk to anyone with that name, because it's like a southern uh, thing, but like, yeah, but you have one that like your last name's longer, it has more syllables, so it sounds like fancier, and like, oh, la-di-da, like. Yeah, I'm not fancy, so I don't know why, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I've thought about dropping it, but I feel like it's too late now. But Tom Brady just changed his name to Tom Dakar, so I was like, maybe I could I could change it, who gives a shit? How long has Tom Brady been doing comedy? He's been doing it quite a while. Where is he? He's from the Midwest, I believe. Uh, he just moved here about a a year or so ago. But he's great. I love him. He does a lot of. He's a great guy. He does a lot of road stuff. Uh, he's a very successful young man, and it seems like this Takar thing is taking pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So I moved here in December, so I don't know who's been here longer than that. I just like anyone I meet, I'm like, you've been here for years. Da da da. So it's nice to see, like, oh, it's a year to process. Da da da. Okay. It's a long time. Yeah. So I've been here for like six years. I've seen a lot of people like cycle through, and um, it's cool. It's cool to go from being. Sometimes it feels weird, but it's kind of cool from being like the young guy at the mics, just like trying to. Fucking get anyone to laugh at you to be like being like an old guy at the I'm like an old guy at the mics now. I'm like a I'm like a veteran. Yeah, I'm 30. Because I've just been around longer than a lot of these 
people, and um, it's kind of cool just like seeing these people come through. It's it's kind of sad. I don't know how you feel about coming here, because I started here pretty much, so it's like everything sucks. <laughs> so you don't like expect anything good when you start right. in New York. It's like everything's a struggle. Okay. But I see a lot of people come from other scenes where they're like doing really well. And then they come here and doesn't like immediately catch fire and they just lose confidence in themselves and it's like a long rebuilding period, so that kind of uh, breaks my heart to say. How do you how have you been finding it? Uh, so I've gotten some good breaks, which has helped me, but it certainly is this thing where it's like, in Boston, I was able to do like I could do a book show every night, probably, and sometimes double up. And like there were some shows that I knew that I could be on, like, oh, if I couldn't do this, I can go maybe grab a spot here, whereas just people have no idea who I am here, so if I was like, hey, I'm a comic hanging out, they'd be like, that's great, there are 15 other ones of you, so, you know, get in the back of the line, kid. Uh, so it's not bad, it's just like this thing. One thing I am curious about, like, what are some of the signs, based on your experience here, that you're like, okay, that person's going to quit, or like, that person's going to move back to wherever the fuck in two years? Like, is there anything that you can tell from someone, like, ah, eh, you're not going to last in New York? I can see, I guess maybe they stop going to mics as much. You just stop seeing them around as much. You see them just, like, not having fun. You can tell when someone is, people go through stages of not having fun doing comedy. It happens to me all the time. But, like, you can tell they really, like, get stuck in it. A lot of, like, complaining on Facebook about shit. Um, I don't know. Um, you, it's, I mean, it's case-by-case case basis. But you can just tell if somebody's really not feeling it. And some people stick it out. And uh, some people just, you know, can't take it, which I find. I don't, when people quit comedy, I'm like, good for you. That's great. Like, why would you stick in this? If you can do anything else and you're, it's not making you happy, I hate to see someone just, like, doing it because they feel like they don't know what else to do and they put so much time into it. Right. When people quit, I'm like, that's great. Have a great life. You deserve it. Uh, yeah. It is weird to see the pictures of people who have quit who now have, like, families and own homes and, like, have done really well. Like, oh, that's what spare time will get you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that looks great. I don't know. Do you think of your what your life would be like if you did that? Um, I probably would have. So I was living in Los Angeles for a while. I wasn't doing comedy, uh, but I was thinking about doing comedy, and there were some other creative endeavors that I wanted to do, so I moved to Boston. And uh, if I didn't have that drive to do those things, I would still be living in L.A., probably still going to the beach every weekend, drinking more, being real silly. I don't know. That's pretty damn cool. That sounds great. It sounds nice, but yeah. I yeah. Can't, I can't do it. You can't. You need to have, I think that's the, one of the most important things in life, is you got to have a purpose. I don't know. You need, like, something driving you. You need something to, what was I heard something talk about, you know, Sisyphus, pushing the boulder up the hill and how it's seen as he was cursed but some people believe he was like blessed because he's given a, a task to perform all the time and I think just left to your own devices being listless is what leads to people being depressed and like just like thinking too much is not great all the time you gotta I see it with my mom she has a job like in the summertime that she loves and she's super happy and then the winter uh, she's off and it's just, she just like loses it so it's like people need a reason to go yeah. do stuff. Yeah. I've never heard of that reverse interpretation of the myth of Sisyphus. That's great. Yeah, I don't know where I heard it, but I'd make it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something to it. People just need a purpose. You could have just taken credit for that. You could have been like, but I think it's this other. <laughs> no, thing. I'm not a smart man. I'm not taking credit for anything. I've heard all. The, all right. I've heard of everything I've said. I've heard from somewhere else. Nice. Yeah. So, what are some things that you'd like to do, either comedically or personally, in the next year? 
in the next year. I'm trying to work on, I'm writing a few shows right now, which I'm very excited about. I've got one I'm pitching a few places. There's some interest. Um, it's kind of about my childhood, growing up with um, a single mother who's, like, dating various dudes. And it's kind of, like, about my relationships with them. Uh, so I've been working on that. I'm trying to write a, a pilot about wrestling, actually. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I want to do that. I want to travel more. I just want to get better at comedy as much as I can. Um, I want to be able to do longer time. I just recorded like a half hour and it felt good to have that chunk and I've been getting to headline a little bit here and there. I just like more opportunities to do that and like really stretch out like a 45 minute hour chunk. Uh, so yeah, I just want to get better. That's all, I, that's all I want. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you knew I was going to bring this up, uh, but I didn't meet you for a long time, but I knew of you uh, based on my twin sister having seen you in D.C. and thinking that you were a great comedian. Um, do you want to tell what what happened, and then I can tell you my side of it? Okay, I'm trying to remember. So this girl came up to me at these shows in D.C., a big hunt, great place. We were having a lot of fun. Uh, and I was out in the street afterwards, and she came up. She was very drunk. I was also very drunk. <laughs> And I believe it was something like, um, you should fuck my sister. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's what was said. I said, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I've never gotten that compliment, but I will take any compliment. And I was like, thank you very much. And then we met, and it was nice. You seemed like a very nice person. And I don't know how you feel about your sister talking about you like that. Uh, it was a surprise. So she, that's not how she described it to me. Oh, she, right. <laughs> yeah, she didn't describe it to me that way. Uh, she was like, Kunis, have you seen this guy, Casey James Lango? He's really funny. I told him that you two should date. That's that. She was like, she's like, I told him you were a comedian and that you lived in Boston, but you it, like she. So she gave you none of that information. Yeah, I, I remember some of that, and I don't remember the word date coming. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just throw the word fuck in there uh, flippantly. I'm pretty certain that's that's what she said. She would. Yeah, she would. You know her. You know her. She yeah. definitely would. So, but it's nice that we're meeting and we're friends now. It's great. That was just a moment where, like, I saw you at a party and I was like, can I bring this up? No. I, I, okay, I will. I will. Of course. Yeah. I, love, uh, I love talking about any weird shit that's happened. I love That's what I love about comedians in general is that uh, you just jump into, like, the weirdest stuff. Yeah. There's no, like, shorthand. So I can't talk to them. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to. I'm going to sound like a dick saying this. A lot of times uh, I've, like, gone so far and I hang out with comedians all the time and not like I hang out with non-comedians there's like a you have to like wade through this fucking yeah. like small talk like weirdness to like see where their boundaries are yeah. and I just don't like that I wish everyone was just like open to talking about the weirdest shit possible all the time what is the weirdest thing that someone said to you after a show I'm gonna say that <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah yeah, I would say, yeah, you should fuck my sister. People usually say, good job, way to go, or you suck, or whatever, but no one has ever uh, offered their family to me. <laughs> um, I can't think of... Um, people, like I said, the mumbling thing I had a guy say to me last week, like, uh, you were real funny, but I couldn't understand a word you say. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. How did he know you were funny? I, just, I make a lot of faces, okay. and I dance around, I guess. Uh, what else have people said? I talk a lot about being, like, white trash in my act, but I have, like, you know. Well, right now I'm just kind of trashy, but, like, if I wear, like, nice jeans, like, a lady was, like, 
mad at me. She's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe, look at you wearing nice jeans. You're not white trash. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm not wearing my barrel with suspenders today. I have clothes now. Yeah, yeah, just listen to me. Listen to the words. So um, I can't think of, uh, yeah, that's the weirdest shit. What about you? Um, people tell me, and I, I talk about this in my act sometimes, people tell me that I look like people that I'm not. Like, it's just, like, on Wednesday it was Harriet Tubman, which I actually have in my act, because, like, I've been told that I look like Harriet Tubman, like, a lot, uh, too many times. <laughs> and so, like, it's in my act, but these people wouldn't know that. It was at an open mic, and this guy's like, give it up for the last lady. Congratulations on getting on the $20 bill, Harriet. And it was like, okay, well... <laughs> I mean, at first I used to be like, you've seen my comment, but now I'm just like, oh, you just all have jointly decided this is what I look like. Okay, fine. Or um, just dudes touch me a lot. Like, they'll be like, you're really funny, and therefore I'm going to just, like, put my hands on you somewhere. And it's just kind of like, ah. Yeah, I was talking with some girl friends about this last night, because I get very, I like to hug a lot, and then I worry I don't want to, be weird hug. I try to give like a side hug to be very platonic. Hey, good job. Uh, I just like to hug people because like it breaks the awkwardness of like, what are we going to shake hands or whatever? Yeah. So, but like I see, this was talking to someone last night. Is like a lot of dudes in in comedy specifically have been like they go for the the cheek kiss, which is not like that's like we're talking about Italians. Like they do that. It's like we're not in Italy. You know you're just trying to kiss a lady. It's not like a cultural thing. So a lot of people, it seems like, uh, yeah, you female comics get touched a lot more than you want to. Yeah. Like, if it's a friend of mine, yeah, let's hug, whatever. But, like, like literally, I've never met you from Adam, and I'm five feet tall, so, like, everyone is, like, much bigger than me. So it's just like, ah, like... Uh, listeners, you can't see I'm making like a attack gesture, but yeah, like that's what sometimes it feels like. Like, is this are you, okay? Fine, okay. It's so, yeah. terrifying. How's it? What's it like being five feet tall? <laughs> it seems terrifying. Um, I don't like crowds because all I see is just like a wall of like shoulder and back. Um, but on the other side, like I like some people are like, oh, I mean, faces are attractive, yeah. But like, I tend to be like, but how's his back? Like, does he have a nice like? Is, are his shoulders good? Oh, sure. I thought you meant butt. Oh, There's just a back in general. You're just like a general back. Very cool. That's great. So you like shoulders and you like a back. I like a man's back. That's great. Like a solid back. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. What's it like being, you're like 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, Four. Uh, yeah. And it's great. I gotta say, it's the best thing. You can like see at concerts? See everything all the time. Um... You just, I don't know. People, like, sometimes people just give you, like, unwarranted respect because you're bigger. It's weird. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, actually, because um, I was talking to because, like, I don't know, this is not cocky, but, you know, like, sometimes girls like taller guys. Sometimes. All right, girls like taller guys. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, why are the girls? I was like, it's kind of, it's dumb. It's like, not like I can't, I can't fight better. I can't do anything better. Why would you like a taller guy? And she's like, do you like tits? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, there you go. I was like, oh, I get it now. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Uh, so it's cool. I didn't have, like, a growth spurt until I was, like, in my early 20s. So I got to see, like, the, the difference. And it's much better. <laughs> like, it's it's nothing I did to earn it. And I'm so happy every day that I got to be tall. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, I bet. 
I often have taller. Fr- I mean, all of my friends are taller than me because I'm very short. But it's also like it's useful to have that tall friend to like. Hey, what's going on over there? <laughs> because I can't see what's happening in any other place. Yeah, you can see so far. People rely on you stuff. You can't fit a lot of places. Uh, it's like airplanes are hard. My like legs hurt all the time. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. Um, I think I grew too. Bi- I grew like much larger than I was supposed to. I had some weird kind of medical thing where like my. This is why I'm big because no one in my family. The biggest person in my family is my daddy. He's like he says six feet. I think he's like five eleven, five ten. Right. And so I'm 6'4", and, like, something, like, my growth plates didn't harden when they were supposed to. So I just, like, kept growing, like, Andre the Giant style. And I think I still might be growing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. So uh, I could just die anytime. That does, that can kill you. Yeah, it can kill me. Like, I, like, my limbs go numb a lot because I think, like, I don't know, I don't have enough blood in my body to pump everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Are you stretching enough? No, I'm definitely not stretching enough. I need to stretch. I need to. Ex- I don't exercise okay. besides dog walking. Yeah, I really need to. I really need to start taking care of this. Big. I'm, worried, I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm worried too. <laughs> I was like, you're not exercising. You're drinking a lot of beer. Are you eating vegetables? Yes, I'm eating vegetables. I'm trying my best to eat vegetables. I've been eating Subway every single day lately, which they've got. It's all vegetables you pop in there. It's six dollar foot long month. Okay. I'm very poor, so it's great. <laughs> Vegetables are expensive usually. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. So what, what what vegetables do you put on your uh, sandwich? I get the whole. I say everything except for onions and um, jalapenos. Why no onions, no jalapenos? Onions is like the one food I don't like. I I try to pride myself on being able to eat anything. If I don't like it, I like force myself to like it. I I don't know. I just want to be like something about picky eaters like. I don't know why it bothers me. My brother was a picky eater growing up. I'm like, just fucking eat it. Why are you being such a fucking asshole about it? And I just, like, wanted to be able to eat everything that's put in front of me. Onions I just can't get over, like, raw onions. They just taste like B.O., and it's, I can't. Jalapenos I love, but they're real, real trouble for the old tum-tum. So, but I really, like, once a year, I'm like, maybe I can give it a shot. And now you can't. Yeah. That's how I feel about Bud Light Lime. I used to really love Bud Light Lime, and then the carbonation thing hit, uh, and now every once in a while I'll be like, I, I, it's probably done now, and I'll try it, and I still can't. That's tough. Bud Light Lime's great. It is. You ever have Bud Light Platinum? No. What is... Very, oh, it's very rare. It's, uh, they came out a few years ago. It's like higher alcohol percentage, and it tastes delicious. It's like the premium Bud Light. <laughs> it's very nice. nice. Yeah, I'm sorry you can't have it. But. Yeah, I mean, I made, like, my yearly trial, I made Seek that out, get it, try it, get sick, but, like, remember it fondly always. That's great. You, I think you can just, yeah, you can push the limits as long as you're willing to deal with the consequences. Yeah. That's what I, that's my theory on life. Nice. <laughs> How do you enact that in ways outside of eating? Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't, really. I guess I'm always very worried about the consequences, so maybe that's not how I act about life. I don't know. I try to be open to whims and just, like, going... With where the wind blows me? I don't know. How do I... I don't know. I guess I am... It's probably not true at all. I'm very thoughtful all the time, and I'm thinking about the consequences every step of the way of everything. So maybe it's not true. Yeah, it's not true at all. <laughs> all right. I'm, at, I'm happy you were honest in that very quick reversal. I was like, yeah, I thought that'd be a cool thing to say, but it's not true at all. I'm always scared. You're afraid? I'm afraid constantly, yeah. Okay, so what in this bar, I, I didn't ask you to describe it uh, super thoroughly, what in this bar would be cause for concern for you? What in this bar would scare me? 
Um, people, bartenders scare me a lot. They're always very mean to me. This one was nice to me because I'm wearing a Stone Cold shirt, and she likes Stone Cold. Bartenders are always, I don't know what it is. I try to be so polite. I have my money out. I smile, and they're like, fuck this guy. I don't know what I'm doing, but they always hate my guts. Um, but nothing in here scares me. I've been in here enough. I feel comfortable. It's great. There's a velvet painting of Willie Nelson over there, which I love. Uh, it's just everything. Look at all, like all the cool stuff. It's like very busy and weird. It's great. I'm not afraid in here. I feel comfortable. That's why I invited you. Thank you. I, uh, I made sure to know where the exits were. That tends to be my main thing in like a room. Like, all right, can we get out if there's like a, a situation? Is that, are, you, are you afraid of situations a lot? Well, what am I going to do in a situation? I'm going to defend myself? No, I'm going to be the person who gets knocked down and then stepped on to death. <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. So I got to know where the exits are and how I'm going to strategically get there before the crowd uh, and the mass. That's very smart. Yeah, you would get trampled so easy. It's like two steps. They would really just crush you. <laughs> yeah, I've been in, like, movie theaters lately where it's, like, if you're, like, opening night to a movie and you just, like, I try to be very cognizant of the exits. I try to, like, sit in the aisle. If anybody, like, makes any sudden movements, I can see people, like, everyone's very jittery in movie theaters after the shootings. So, uh, yeah, could happen any time. But, you know, you can't, be, you can't be afraid of things like that. You just got to do it. I got shot in a movie theater. It would suck, but it's the way she goes. Yeah, I mean, it'd suck more to live a life without going to the movies. It's true. It'd suck if it was like a, a really shitty movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd hope it was at least a good film and I could be respected. Hopefully I was like diving in front of someone else and not just like, <laughs> not just throwing women in my way, using them as human shields. Hopefully I'm not doing that. Do you, do you have an instinct as like, do you know, like, do you kind of know what, like, what you would do in a situation like that? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd just run real fast. I'm a, I'm a real flight guy. <laughs> I think I'd run. I would hope I would help out. But I am, like, I'm very jumpy, so I feel like I would, I would run as fast as I could. But I hope in uh, a time when it was necessary, I would, I would, it would kick in and I would help people. That's what I'd like to hope, but I, have, I don't know. I don't know at all. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what what movie would you not mind having, like, he died at this movie? Mm, what's the, the last best movie I saw was Moonlight. It was great. I went alone, and I was just, like, weeping alone in the theater. And, uh, yeah, somebody killed me right then. And I was like, that'd be pretty, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. So, yeah, that was, that's my favorite movie I've seen this year, I'd say. Yeah. That is... I'm hoping it wins Best Picture uh, over La La Land. I saw both, and I'm like, nah, Moonlight, I think, deserves it. Better. But, yeah, I like I like La La Land. I understand why people like it. I just like, I don't know. I really like movies like a deep sadness. I guess why I like bars, too. Like something with like a deep, a deep sadness. I don't know why. It really is exciting. Like, did you watch Horace and Pete? This is like a combination of my favorite things. Did you watch it? I didn't, no. So it's a Louis C.K. thing he made, you know. And I just watched it in a whole weekend. And it fucked me up. It's, like, all about a bar, and it's just the most depressing shit. It's barely funny, even the slightest. It's just, like, depressing thing after depressing thing after depressing thing. And I could not stop watching it. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I I will say I love, not, like, straight-up depressing, but, like, those, like, bittersweet stories where, like, oh, you, like, they don't get together, or, like, they try and 
they'll try to stay together, but you know it's going to fail kind of things. Like, I, I eat that shit up with a spoon. Ooh, that's great. When I, the last breakup I went through, uh, I was watching Blue Valentine every day, every single day. Okay, okay that's a lot. I, it's too much for, like, two weeks, but I fucking loved it. And I was like, I don't know what it was. It's just so, it's so good. And it's like you can tell it's going to, you know, it's going to end horribly. But it's that, that fleeting beauty for a moment, yes. and you can clasp onto those things. And I, uh, I really like that kind of shit. It's very good. Um, okay, so what is something, uh, and this is strictly for a scoop on this podcast, okay. what is something that people would be surprised to find out about you or that you haven't told anybody? I don't know. This is hard. I've... Um, I tell everyone everything. I have a podcast of my own uh, called The Good, The Dead, and The Ugly with Patrick Schroeder and Will Winter. And um, we literally just, like, I listened back, and I was like, we can't be saying this stuff. Like, why say anything I've ever thought of? I'm very open. So I tell people pretty much everything. Like, I already told you about my medical history and problems and stuff like that. I don't know what... Um, I guess I'm like I used to be smarter than I let on. Like I wanted spelling bee uh, when I was a boy. I got a very high score on my SAT, uh, but I'm like I almost failed out of high school. So people are surprised to hear that I uh, like used to be smart because I presented myself as a very dumb and aloof. I feel like those are skills that continue. So like it's confusing to me the concept of like used to be smart versus like just is an intelligent person? I think I'm intelligent in some ways. Okay. I think everyone's got a certain level of intelligence. Uh, it depends on where you filter, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't care about... I think I have a high uh, emotional intelligence. Like, I filtered it in that rather than being like, I don't know shit about like science or anything like that. I like, I'd rather know more about people and like interacting with them. And I think that's the most interesting thing. And that's what I love about comedy is just, like, figuring out a group of people. Like, that fun, like, that set at the gutter the other night was so much fun because it was, like, I could tell up top, like, they did not like me and they didn't want to like me. And instead of, like, collapsing into myself and giving into them, I was just, like, yelled louder. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to make you like me. And then by the end, it worked. And I was like, this is great. Like, that's so much more fun. Because that's the hard thing I've been dealing with is when I was younger, like, I felt like comedy was easier. Because something about, I looked much younger. And I just looked like, a, I had, like, long hair and whatever. So I feel like the audience gave me the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, look at this dumb kid, like, we'll give him a shot, and now that I look like my age, people are like, fuck this fucking big white guy, what the fuck are you, what the fuck do you have to say, and it used, it was making me upset for a while, I was like, well, that audiences didn't like me right off the bat, and that, but now it's like fun to be like, no, fuck you, you're gonna like me, you're gonna make you like me, and it's a lot of fun, so, um, I forgot what the original question was, but yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. It was a, a deep, dark secret or something. Oh, deep, dark secret. I don't have any... I've Yeah, listen to my act. You'll hear all my deep, dark secrets. Yeah. Your act is very funny. Guys, check them out. Do you have a CD or anything? No, I don't have a CD. Where should people look for, like, stuff about you and where you're going to perform and stuff? Yeah, I don't... I put it up on um, Facebook, if you can find me on Facebook, or Twitter, read sweet stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm at KCJ Salingo on... Twitter and Instagram and Casey James Lingo on Facebook. So check me out. Nice. 
Any final thoughts about this bar, New York, comedy, the world? Oh, it was just fun. I'm glad we could meet here. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do today. Something about this place just uh, really makes me feel nice, and uh, I'm glad we got to come here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling very emotional today. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to cry for no reason. I don't know. I don't know why this interview is very emotional. Uh, I love New York. Uh, it's really, we're just lucky to be here. People dream of being here. People dream of doing what we're doing, and we have to remind ourselves, no matter how hard it is, that uh, we're just lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been Person About Town. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye. <laughs>